focus. Focus. The tide is coming in. But we've just begun our picnic. We aren't done with our game. Collect your beach blankets and playthings while you can. For the tide waits. For no man. All right, welcome to Processing College Football. This is episode number 17. This is our Oli... Oli? Our early bowl <laughs> review. Uh, Oli bowl preview. <laughs> slash mid bowl preview. Um, we are Processing College Football, the college football podcast designed to educate and to entertain. I am Jason Randaza, and um, with me as mostly is Mark. Mark, are you there this week? Uh, Jason, I am. Thanks for checking to see if I was there last week. <laughs> I appreciate the, the I was, shout out. I was holding out hope until the very last second. Uh, um, I can see that. But, um, you know, when you hold on to hope so so tightly, it's it's especially devastating when you're let down. So um, I'm happy to have you back again this week um, to, to process things. Uh, although Adam did a, a fairly decent job in, uh, um, I guess, bumbling around with me, which I appreciated. Some camaraderie. Anyway, as I said, this is our early bowl review slash mid bowl preview as i'm going to call it if you have questions you want us to answer or topics you want us to discuss or terms you want us to define uh you can send them in you can get us on twitter at processing cfb or um send us a gmail at processing college football at gmail.com so i don't really have any terms uh to to process with you mark but um did you happen to catch the show that we released over the weekend i did I did catch it. You know, I I don't miss an episode. Um, <laughs> even, even if I'm not there, I gotta gotta check in. Sure. I mean, you yeah. you have a lot to learn as well, so I'm sure you tuned in to to be educated and entertained. I was uh, certainly entertained. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about all we were hoping for, I think. Um, that was fantastic. No, Adam did a Adam did a great job. No, he was phenomenal. Great, I really great I, back and forth. I had a good time. Um, some very unique and special moments. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually uh, some of those special moments that I need to process here at the top of the show. Okay. Um, so do you mind if I process a couple of apologies? Uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so I, I do have to apologize for uh, to Marshall and um, for not knowing what the film We Are Marshall was based on. Uh, and it turns out it was indeed a true story about the restoration of the team following a tragic plane plane crash so i apologize marshall uh that was my ignorance um also i do have to apologize to cherubundi tart cherry for saying that they were a brand of tart cherries rather than a brand of tart cherry drink um i do apologize to anyone i may have hurt with uh this careless error is that, is that all you got <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> i I, I do apologize for bringing genitalia into the, the national championship trophy discussion, but um, they're begging for it, I'll be honest. So, uh, I, I won't apologize. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Cherubundi Tart Cherries and the, the, the tragic uh, Marshall loss. It actually kind of segues nicely into another tragic loss. 
Was that tasteless? I think that's tasteless. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll do another set of. We'll just start off our segment with a set of apologies at the top week. of the show. It, it could as work we, as we as we just spiral out of control. <laughs> no, I the, the the We Are Marshall. It's actually a pretty good movie. Did you watch it? I've I've never watched it. No, I I uh, should watch it at this point. Um, it kind of depends on your ability to stomach Matthew McConaughey's acting, but if you're sure. okay with like the Matthew McConaughey-ness of it all, it's a it's a an amazing story um and yeah it's it's a good story to know um it's it's important especially if you have a college football podcast um not to humiliate yourself sure no but adam adam just before we move on Uh did a great job thanks for filling in for me yeah Okay, so tragic losses right here at the top of the show. Are you ready to talk some early bowl reviews, Mark? I mean, I guess. Okay, me too. It's going to be a whole day of team sports and beer. Get the old heart rate up. Maybe pound a cheeseburger in the sun. Throw some butter on it. You're going to love it. All right, first we had the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, This is a game played between North Texas and Troy. And Troy crushed them 50 to 30. Uh, most of these games, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think this is going to be a pretty quick uh, episode this week. But um, why don't I just read through kind of some of the results? And if you have anything to add, you can just stop me, okay? You got it. All right. So next is the Cure Bowl. Um, and that was between Georgia State and Western Kentucky. Georgia State wins this one 27-17. Next was the Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State versus Oregon. Boise State wins this uh, 38-28. to Oregon struggling without the coach who got them to this bowl uh, since he's already made his home down in Florida. Um, Boise State, I think, uh, looked relatively decent, and Oregon is just capping off another uh, struggle of a year, I guess, uh, ending the season with seven wins. Uh, next, we have the New Mexico Bowl. We have Colorado State versus, versus Marshall. Uh, apologies. Uh, but Marshall won. So uh, yet another epilogue to that movie, I suppose. Uh, another exciting bowl win here, 31-28. to 28. And then there was the, the Camellia Bowl. This was Arkansas State versus Middle Tennessee State University. I, I was proud, Jason, that you knew that this was the state flower. I did, and not the bird. And that the Yellowhammer was the state bird. I don't know how he didn't know that. He's an Alabama fan. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is in Montgomery, Alabama. And I don't know if you saw this. There was a bonkers play that happened here. So uh, I don't remember at what point in the game it was but basically middle tennessee catches the ball uh at the the arkansas state two yard line okay so he's very nearly in the end zone with a touchdown but the player is tackled um and he fumbles the ball or maybe it could have been an incomplete pass it was not clear there were no good camera angles on it um so uh someone recovers it from uh arkansas state and then most of the players actually thought the play was dead, uh, but he proceeds to return it almost for a touchdown before he fumbles it at like the 16-yard line, uh, and it's recovered on the ground uh, by another Arkansas State player who slid into the end zone. Um, but after video review, they did say it was indeed a fumble uh, from Middle Tennessee State, um, and the uh, the Arkansas State player did recover it, but he was actually down on the one-yard line. Uh, and actually, it was at the um, 
the, their own one yard line, so 99 yards earlier. So they didn't get the touchdown on uh, on that nutty play. You can go to like SB Nation and see it. It's it's really weird, and it takes all of like 20 seconds, and you're struggling to figure out what was going on. But anyway, uh, Middle Tennessee ends up winning this one, 35 to 30. Um, then we had the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. This was Akron. Cherubundi Tart Cherry Juice. It, it is juice, yeah. So it's uh, evidently, yeah, it's supposed to offer health benefits, the Tart Cherry Juice, or at least grant you the ability to brag about purported health benefits in like an obnoxious way to your, your peers. So uh, thank you, Cherubundi. Um, but anyway, so Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Um, FAU, Akron, FAU wins this one 50-3. I I have some thoughts about this game. I'm not really sure the world is ready for the redemption of Lane Kiffin, uh, but here we are. Um, I'm not sure the world is ready for the redemption I, of Lane Kiffin. That's an amazing <laughs> sentence. I think it's true. I mean, he's he's such a troll. Nobody really wants to see him succeed. And yet, he seems to be doing pretty amazing things there with the Owls. So, um, yeah, he leads the Owls to an 11-win season, uh, capping it off by, of course, running up the score on Akron. Including at one point, I don't know if you saw this, uh, he opted to go for a two-point conversion when they were already up 31 <laughs> points, um, ostensibly because of some sort of trash talk that had occurred. I don't know when, before the game maybe or something. But anyway, they went for two and they got it. Um, and so they ended up getting up by 33 points and then 47 before the night was over. Um, so yeah, Lane, Lane Kiffin, your boy uh, Adam Rogers, yeah. had it right. He said, look, Lane Kiffin's not going to... <laughs> pull off the gas. He's no, the kind of he, guy who just puts it to the floor, and he was right. He was right. He was right. Uh, yeah, nonstop the whole the whole time. I, I feel bad for Akron a little bit, um, but uh, there it is. So we actually previewed a couple more games, but they haven't happened yet, so we can't review them. Um, although uh, I could pretend like they happened. I'm not sure many people would notice, but we do have some exciting games to talk about namely one exciting game to talk about uh previews are you ready mark oh yeah okay all right let's talk some mid bowl previews first up this friday december 22nd at 12 30 p.m on a work day in the bahamas it's the bahamas bowl uab primetime television versus ohio Ohio is a touchdown favorite here, so I know, yeah, UAB is a seven-point dog, and apparently Ohio is the nation's 14th-ranked offense. I'm not I'm not sure how they judge that. I, I think it might just be based on how many points per game the team gets, uh, which apparently for them is like 38.9, um, but UAB is, uh, has the nation's 47th-ranked defense, and defense wins games, so obviously I think UAB is going to win here. Um I think they went forty-two to thirty-eight. Wow, that's a very high score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go UAB winning, but I'll go more like a thirty-one twenty-seven. All right, that sounds good. So actually, you can follow UAB on Twitter, which is really great. I think it's just UAB underscore FB, um, 
and they're in the Bahamas. It, it looks like an amazing time, uh, but the pictures are real pretty. So hopefully they uh, have some pictures of uh, the Bahamas Bowl trophy, which I'm not really sure what that is. Maybe an island or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm kind of scared to talk about the shape and size of trophies this week. <laughs> Uh, as well, you should be. So I'm actually taking off, or uh, taking a half day on Friday just so I can watch this game. Wait, I are you it, serious right now? I am so serious. Like, I'm That's sorry. Fantastic. I've been cheering for them all year, and now they're playing at noon <clears throat> on a Friday. I almost took the whole day off, but it seemed kind of silly. So, um, so I'm not. But it should be good, and of course, it's a holiday weekend. So, uh, you know, like I have a a four and a half day weekend or a three and a half day or. Whatever, I can't count. All right. Uh, let's talk 4 p.m. game on December 22nd. We have Central Michigan playing against Wyoming in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Wyoming is a four-point favorite. You can catch this game on ESPN. What are your thoughts? Who do, who do you have winning it? Uh, from the infamous Idaho Potato Bowl, I have uh, Wyoming, and I think they cover the spread. Yeah, I have them 31-20, so I have them covering as well. Next, let's talk Birmingham, Alabama, and yeah, the sponsorless Birmingham Bowl. Uh, it's also a noon game, but it takes place on a Saturday, which makes sense. So this is Texas Tech <laughs> versus USF. Uh, USF is favored here by two and a half points, but I'm actually picking Texas Tech to win this one outright, 28 to 24, mostly because USF didn't play anyone good this year, except for UCF, which they were actually competitive with, but still. Yeah, that was a wild game. Uh, yeah, this is great. Birmingham gets a couple uh, pretty good teams. I think it's a great matchup for the city. Uh, excited it's going to be noon ESPN not on a weekday so right. people might yeah. actually tune in and watch it I'll take the Bulls South Florida Bulls I'll take them by 3 30 to 27 alright next the Armed Forces Bowl playing in Fort Worth Texas we have a 330 game here on ESPN Army versus San Diego State San Diego State is a um, slightly less than a touchdown favorite here I have San Diego State winning this one in a close one, twenty-one to twenty. So they don't cover. I just I, I find it hard to go against Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. No. So that's like the greatest home field advantage possible. I'm gonna go <laughs> Army. Um, outright. Army outright. They win it. We'll go twenty-eight twenty-seven. San Diego State misses an extra point. All righty. Uh, then we have the Dollar General Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, 7 p.m. Well, on ESPN. We have Appalachian State versus Toledo. Toledo, seven-point favorite. Um, I do have them covering this. I have Toledo, 45-33. to 33. Yeah, Toledo's got a high-powered offense. Uh, they went 45-21. I just blow them out. So. You know, I'm usually pretty good, but I have no idea what the mascot is for Appalachian State or Toledo. For the Appalachian State, I think the Mountaineers. Really? Toledo is like the Rockets or something. Mm. Mm. 
All right. So then on Christmas Eve we have the we have a little Christmas in Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl, Honolulu. Uh, it is an 8:30 p.m. game on ESPN. Uh, in fact, all these games are on ESPN because it's bowl season, and ESPN apparently just bought all these rights. Um, we have Houston versus Fresno State. Houston uh, expected to win by about two and a half points. Uh, I think they blow out Fresno State. I'm, I'm predicting 41 to 19. Yeah, I'm going Fresno wins outright. You're crazy. Uh, 35-31. Uh, the Mighty Bulldogs came into to Bryant Denny Stadium. Pretty good. Played a pretty good game. So, we gotta go for the Bulldogs, man. Get our strength to schedule up, so maybe we can go <laughs> the playoffs. Oh wait, sure. we oh, did. Wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, then on Boxing Day, we have the Heart of Dallas Bowl, and you'll never guess where that is. It is in Dallas, Texas. All right, uh, one thirty game. West Virginia, they're the Mountaineers, right? Yeah, they are. All right, versus the Utah Utes or something. Um, so Utah is expected to win. Six and a half points uh, is the spread. I am actually picking West Virginia to win this one outright, twenty-one to seventeen. Yeah, you know Utah. At least this part of Utah football got off the struggle bus and had a decent season. It really did. Not, not, not a great season. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Mountaineers. Uh, I'll take the Mountaineers. Kind of a strange game, but 42-38. All right. Then we have the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit at 515, also on Boxing Day. This is a matchup for the ages. Duke versus Northern Illinois. Uh Duke's supposed to win by five. I'm ha- I I again once again I'm picking against the spread. Um, I shouldn't do this so much, but I I just I don't I don't I don't think Duke wins. Um, I'm picking Northern Illinois twenty eight to twenty. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go with Northern Illinois the Huskies as well, and oh now I'll go like. 24-21 be uh, uh, like what is this game the quick lane bowl yep. Duke and Northern Illinois yikes yikes we this. we're talking about this <laughs> we have ESPN to, there's not a whole lot going on this television. week <laughs> it's crazy at 5.15pm which is definitely prime time you know people are getting home from work and they're like yeah I want to watch Duke play Northern Sorry. Illinois in in this on December twenty sixth, and not basketball. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we also have the Cactus Bowl at nine p.m. in mm. Phoenix, Arizona. This is Kansas State versus UCLA. Kansas State is expected to win by two and a half points. I do, when last we left Kansas State, they had been beaten by Vandy or something, and that is all that stuck with me all season. I can't believe they made it to a bowl game, and not only did they make it to a bowl game, they're playing against UCLA, which I thought was an okay team. I mean, they have a decent quarterback, although I don't think he's playing in this game. Uh, and now they have Chip, or Chip Kelly, so I don't know. I don't like Kansas State's chances here. No, I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing. I look at Kansas State, and all I can see is V A N D E, like Vanderbilt. It's like you lost to Vanderbilt, and then that, that that got Vanderbilt pumped up enough to lose by fifty nine points to yeah. Alabama. So, 
I I just can't. Which I promise you will will mention at least one more time before the season is completely over. (laughs) At least. At least. (laughs) You mean once a week. Uh, Yeah, UCLA wins this. I I mean, I hope for their sake, just for their, I don't know, their own soul by a lot. Let's say, we'll say they win 45 to 24. I have 35, 28. But, so, but Chip Kelsey, Kelly's already there. He's already coaching, right? I mean, granted, it's a team, you know, not running his playbook or anything, but I don't know. I feel like he should yeah, be able no. to do something there. Oh, for sure. It's his, like, it's his his debut. Yeah, he needs to come. He'll come out just swinging hard. It'll yeah. be great. And they have more of a home field advantage than Kansas State, I guess. I don't know how well UCLA fans travel. But... Well, when you're going to the Cactus Bowl, who doesn't travel? <laughs> That's true. All right, so uh, those are all the games that we're going to preview this week. Uh, we're going to preview additional games uh, next week, including, I believe, we'll do the, uh, the New Year's Six Bowls. Um, but we do have a few other things going on in the college football world that we just wanted to talk to folks about. Uh, Mark, you want to talk a little bit about this early signing period. This is new this year, right? Like, yeah, so the early, early signing period, first time it's ever happened. Well, I don't know about that, the history of it, but it's definitely new uh, in modern college football uh, to have an early signing period usually. But what that means is it's an early period where high school recruits – can sign their letter of intent. Uh-huh. So you may hear all the time about like uh, players from high school commit to a team, and sure. usually that's a verbal commitment where they've told somebody, hey, I'm, I'm going to play here. Uh, they're not locked into anything. They can change that as many times as they want to. Uh, they're not locked into anything until they sign a national letter of intent. Once they sign that, they are headed there. Um to that school that they sign with. Okay. So this year, or usually it's that happens like the first week in February. Uh-huh. And so this year they implemented a, a early signing period. The reasons for that are, are kind of unclear, um, but it's just so uh, players can go ahead and declare and have that locked in and whatever. And so anyway, the, the period's happening right now. It's December right. 20th to the 22nd. And it creates a lot of interesting dynamics because you're in the middle. If you're in a bowl, then you're in the middle of practicing right. for a bowl for a bowl, maybe playing in a bowl during the signing period. Yeah, and you're trying to lock in and like finalize uh, some you know big time recruits, and the you know the the news is starting to come in for a lot of different teams. I mean, big recruits are signing. I mean, Alabama signed there. Yeah. Uh, first five-star recruit today and things like that. And so it's like a pretty significant deal to be trying to do both those things at the same time. For Alabama this year, the problem is compounded because not only is Nick Saban trying to recruit for Alabama, uh-huh. but Jeremy Pruitt, unfortunately, is right. trying to recruit and sign for Tennessee. Right. And so for the first couple of practices, actually for the playoff, Jeremy Pruitt wasn't even on the field. He was out recruiting for Tennessee. Yeah. And so I think the that that early signing period this year, coaches are really going to have to learn. You know, Nick Saban he likes consistency in the same thing. This is something new, so it'd be really interesting to see how he handles this and how they're able to kind of work through this adversity. And as Saban would say, and 
uh, continue the process because it's not it's definitely not a normal year to be able to do that. Um, and with the way that our defense has looked, and with Jeremy Pruitt being right. the guy on defense, and he's also the linebacker coach more specifically, uh-huh. with how, where we've been at linebacker, it's like, man, I don't. This could this could be tough. I think for Alabama to to try to overcome as Pruitt's you know between two jobs and literally having to work away from. Uh, Alabama's team and sign or cruise to Tennessee while he's still trying to coach toward a national championship. So it'll it, that's definitely the significance of it. But it's the first year they've implemented this, uh, so we'll see how it all pans out. I I don't really get this. To me, this seems like it it's another thing that kind of disadvantages the disadvantages the players. Um, I I don't know what they gain by being able to commit, you know, two months earlier than they did before. Uh, frankly, I mean, teams that are in the postseason, I'm not sure what they get either, uh, especially, I mean, I don't know, it just seems difficult, um, and and it seems to take away from it a little bit, because you said it what, it started, did it start today? Uh, yes, December 20th to 22nd, yeah. And so we have like, I don't know, 30 bowls or something left. Um, so that's 60 teams who, like half half of all of the you know, the, the FBS teams are in a bowl still left to play, and they're trying to recruit at this time? It, it seems, it's it's insanity. It's insanity. Yeah, it's, I mean, <clears throat> I think what's interesting is maybe an early signing period would be fine. Yeah. But to have it in the middle of, like, you're trying to prepare for bowl games, it's like, what is going on? This is like a, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not real sure. Uh, you know, with the way that rules can change so quickly and the kind of flow of information, if it ends up really hurting some schools, then I think yeah. you'll see people complain about it and they'll try to change it and tweak it and make it do it the best they can. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how the next few days go. See if Saban goes on one of his rants and uh, you know a media session or something like sure. that. You know, a rat poison type rat. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. But uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, it. I mean, I I hear that uh, Georgia's maybe at the top of current uh, re- recruiting, so they don't seem to be have been slowed down. Uh, Clemson, I think, uh, was able to kind of make up for uh, some of their difficulty by bad mouthing Urban Meyer, which I think is is fair game. Um, and they landed a five star <laughs> recruit because of it. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what Alabama has to do. Um, well, I think, and again, the the thing that compounds you know the difficulty for Alabama is the fact that one Jeremy Pruitt's a really sure. good recruiter and so you can't hire another defensive coordinator yet because he's on through the bowl game but he's not recruiting for Alabama he's recruiting sure. for Tennessee so he's recruiting for some other team and obviously but also just to be clear he's not recruiting for Alabama right and so it's like what I, I think it puts Alabama in a really tough place this year at least Georgia is at the top, and Bama's recruiting class is not great this year. How how far down are they? I mean, I think we're like ten, Jeez. something like that. And that, I mean, normally at least for the last I don't know six, seven, eight years, Alabama's been one or some places listed. Uh, as, as oh yeah, two. I mean, I think I think in the top three in the past nine nine years, nine to ten years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a different place for. For Alabama to be okay. 
You don't happen to have uh, who's top three right now. So Georgia. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. Georgia's at the top. Um, How's Ohio State doing? I guess I'm wondering. I think I saw a top five earlier. I'm forgetting it now, but like Georgia's up there. Ohio State's probably up there. Uh, Miami was up there. Penn mm. State, maybe. Well, but you um, still needs to come back, I guess. So yeah, there's there's some other teams that are up there at the top, but uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting because the classes won't be able to change as much with this early signing period. But I mean, Alabama will probably have a top ten, but I don't think they have a shot at a top at the top class for sure. But maybe a top five. But yeah, recruiting hasn't been uh, amazing this year, hmm. which has been interesting. Sure. Okay, um, so a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Do you have anything else you uh, feel like going on that's relevant in the world of college football this week you want to cover before we sign off? You know, I don't think so. You know, we're just uh, we're waiting for waiting for the big games to get here. So here's the top yeah, five. Friday at twelve thirty p.m. As a, as a four as of four p.m. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, Penn Texas? State, and Mi- Penn State, and Miami. I don't even know who's coaching at Texas right now. Who is it? Tom Herman. Oh right, yes, of course. Yeah, so huh. he, I mean, he's a good. He's All a. Right. Uh, let me see if I can find Alabama real quick. How's Arizona State doing? Oh, I guess well, look, we ju- we jumped up, I guess, with the stuff today. We're at number six. Nice. So. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, so we started the day at 10 with what we signed. The athletes we signed, we we bumped up four. And then who's – I've got the whole thing here. So what are you looking for? Arizona State. I want to I want to know how Herm's doing. <laughs> Arizona <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> um, They are not listed in the top 40. That's that surprises me. Case. Yeah. <laughs> Because as I understand it, as I understand so it, they apologies, were pro- apologies for next week. Herm, we got one coming for you. <laughs> but as I understand it, they hired Herm Edwards because he was willing to keep uh, two coordinators on staff. But then they ended up leaving anyway. Um, so oh, yeah, I haven't kept up with that. Wow, curious and that. curious, sir. I don't. Know. I don't think this experiment's going to go well. <laughs> well, I mean, not for them, but. Uh, for the rest of our entertainment, it seems to be I doing. I think it, it will be entertaining. Fun. Okay, uh, so that's it for us here on processing college football. We will catch you all next week. <laughs>